Good day, everyone. I hope everyone had a good week. Uh, it has been a roller coaster of week already, and it doesn't have any signs of slowing down. We are heading into Christmas, and uh, with that, I th- felt it fitting to squeeze this episode in. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about religion, and uh, not in the sense uh, my Christianity or specifically Christian religion in general. But the place religion has in, in the mind, how we see society's pull towards religious dogma or religiosity, for lack of a better term. Uh, we'll get into that, but first we should cover the news this week. Uh, not a lot of real news outside of Canada's isolated hype over Decepticon. Uh, some countries have now started getting hyped up about it. Uh, again, the longer we go, the more data we have, the less worried we as a society should be. Uh, everything coming out of South Africa sounds promising. It, it, it has lost a ton of teeth, uh, which really didn't have a ton of teeth to begin with, but it's losing its, its deadliness and it's gaining a ton of spread. So, whether we like it or not, we are all probably going to see this virus. So, best advice, take your vitamin D, take some vitamin C, stay, try and get in good health. Largely, most of you going to do fine. It's, it's a mild cold at this point. I can't even say it's a bad cold by the, by the all metrics we're seeing out of South Africa. And it doesn't really matter if you're vaccinated or not, uh, which is good news. We can all, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, we can agree that this is good news. It's it's losing its teeth and we're getting to the point where it's going to be a circulating common cold. Lest our government changes that. Uh, regardless of the information we have, our government seems to be doing completely the opposite of what one might think would be common sense. So with that... We don't know where we're going to end up. Uh, here in London area, it, I believe Fanshawe College has now already shut down second semester. So all, all of the spring and end of winter is going to be online only. Uh, again, without any actual need to. Uh, there's been no mandates of such. Uh, they already have a campus that's mandated vaccines. Uh, it's... We're living in an upside-down world, and I'm at the point now where I welcome it. Uh, The stupider it gets, the more people see it. So, I mean, let's get at it, I guess. Uh, But with that, I think we're going to touch on that in the new year. Uh, We're going to have to really dive deep into what the hell is going on. Uh, This week, religion. Before I get into this, this is going to be a tough one, so... uh, Let's get into this. So, important to get it out of the way. I, I know I've said it a few times, uh, but we will always acknowledge our biases. Uh, I am a practicing and, and faithful Christian. Uh, I am imperfect, but nonetheless, I, I follow the Christian religion. And, and in doing that, I am aware that it, it shapes my views and perspectives on the world and society. I'm aware that I practice some religious dogma. And to me, that is 
that is some of what faith is, is we can't always explain and, and justify to a rational or common sense evidence. Par- part of religion is you have to take some of it on faith, and in being a Christian, we, we are well aware that at some level it, it takes faith. I, if, if I'm trying to defend my position to somebody who wants palatable, real-world logic, I'm, I'm, I can make a case, I can support it with a good amount of evidence, but at the end of the day, there, there's a break where you have to have faith. And it's not a blind faith. I, I frame my faith around decades of, of questioning my positions and doing the legwork. And, I, and honestly, from a faith-based perspective, I think it's not only healthy, but it's imperative to, to have those self-doubts. Because it's in the, that self-doubt that you really analyze your theology, really. And, and you dive into the things that really maybe bug you or that don't sit right, and, and you work through it. And, I mean, we, can, we see that some people will deconstruct their faith that way, but for me, and, and for the people I'm around, it's, it's a good way to, to firm up your faith. It's not bad to have questions. Uh, it's, it's just bad to not put the work in to try and come to an answer, whether it's for the better or worse. So, I do accept the fact that I, I have a bias, I practice religion, and I have dogma that I, I follow. Um, none of that is necessarily bad, I just wanted to get that out of the way. But in today's world, where we're seeing a, a really uh, an exodus in, in the Western world, we can agree that it's, for the large part, been shaped around Judeo-Christian perspectives. Um, you can disagree with how that worked or not, but for the most part, it, it was founded and brought up under that principle. So, we're in a point in society where we're really seeing a mass drift from religion. Be it Muslim, Christian, whatever. Like, I, I'm not, I don't need to pick sides on this. It's not, it's not about one religion. It's about the concept of religion. So, you're seeing a push away from religion. Now... In grappling with this concept, I've, I've sat with it a bunch, and I, I think I've come to the conclusion that religion is, is almost an inherent part of our, our biology, our, our mental structure. And what I mean is, it, it almost seems as if humanity, or, or, or your makeup, almost has a void, a space carved out for religion. And we see in, and I'm going, doesn't matter if it's Muslim, Christian, if you look at a theological religion, uh, generally it has a core that, that grounds you and sets up your moral framework that keeps you within parameters of, of society. And for the large part that, I mean, if you go back far enough, it, it, it has driven some terrible times. Uh, you've got the Christian Crusades, uh, not a good look. But in today's society, in modern society, it, it really frames how to lead a decent life uh, and work within basic rules that, that keep the train on the tracks. But in the absence of religion, we're seeing more and more where people will take 
non-theological things and basically turn them into religion. And just as I say that, I'm going to play a clip and see if you can spot what I'm trying to say. It's very dangerous, Chuck, because a lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people. So that right there is what you call dogma. Uh, You have Dr. Fauci basically laying out his own altar as if we need to take the, the mandate from him or take what he says as gospel. And anyone who speaks out against is an apostate. It's heresy. It's it's unacceptable. Uh, the lo- the biggest logical fallacy in that statement is presuming science is itself dogma, can't be questioned, and is linear. It is one answer only. Whereas science that I knew and and was taught growing up was constant testing against criticism. You take a, a theory and you test it against criticism and and try and defeat it if you defend it it's successful if not it's defeated and it's it's not sound science is never really fully settled until a much longer amount of testing and defending uh once something is defended a certain amount of times to the point where it can't really be attacked it can be considered settled silence but even then it's it's merely settled until new information is unveiled Uh, We thought smoking was healthy for people until we had more information. It's science is malleable. It it moves around. Whereas you hear from Dr. Fauci, he he basically says, I am the science. Uh, And if you attack me, it's attacking science itself, which goes to the, the dogma and the presupposition that you can't attack science. You can attack him, and you can you can attack science. I, I hate to break it to Dr. Fauci and, and any of his f- cult-like followers. Um, you can attack him, and, and not only that, science calls for it. If, if you want true and balanced science and, and the best possible outcome, it needs to be tested against. If, if you take everything the government or anything a scientist, quote-unquote, feeds you, we would get nowhere. We would be in a horrible place if you just accepted what, say, Big Pharma, uh, a scientist being paid by by Pfizer, if you took everything they said at face value, <laughs> like, you would be a pincushion. And you'd be broke. Um, so it's, it's nonsense to say, I am the scientist. So what I'm getting at here, though, is is religion. It's it's really turned, and it's not just COVID. COVID is just a really easy example, especially when you've got a figurehead that literally is talking as if he's speaking gospel. Um, and I, I could do, like, four more clips to, to highlight this guy's narcissism. He is so full of himself, and, like, this has long been documented. He was He was very self-inflated back in the AIDS crisis, too. Uh, which is fine if you're kind of kept in check. I, doctors, on a whole, have a tendency to be a m- little more self-involved and prevalent 
in narcissistic personality stuff, which is fine. It kind of lends to the type of person it is, as long as it's not fueled out of control. Uh, that's it's it is what it is. Just like we presume most lawyers are, are liars. Uh, again, you see a lot of narcissistic lawyers, which is fine as long as it's kept in check to a relative normal. Unfortunately, this publicity around the last two years has kind of inflated him to literally godlike in today's society. Uh, but I, I kind of speak to the, the concept of religion in the fact that if you don't have a foundation or something to consume that that primal drive of uh, that primal desire of religion, and it goes back centuries, uh, it predates the the Christian story. It predates ever you the hieroglyphs they worshipped. Uh, every ancient civilization ever has has worshipped something. Now, as a Christian, we like I personally look at that and I'm like we might call it different things, it might end up being the same person. Uh, so, and we have different framings of our theology, but at the end of the day, we don't know if it's the same person or not. Um, we're just going off of our faith, our gut, and what we can put together from an educated consensus. Uh, and it's fine, uh, it's fine to differ. I have, I have, I have broke bread with Muslims, I've broke bread with atheists. It doesn't bother me, my religion is my choice, and I don't need to put that on other people. Uh, if, if somebody wants to have a conversation and have me explain my faith, I'll be happy to do that. I, I have no problem sharing my faith, but I don't need to shove it down anyone's throat, and I don't expect it to. Uh, it, allow me to be me, and I'm more than happy to make room for you. Uh, but we're living in a world where if you're not drinking the Kool-Aid, uh, or quite literally taking the Fauci ouchie, uh, you're not, you're, you're excommunicated. And unfortunately, society is now being driven by this religious cult-like phenomenon. And I, I think that just speaks to the fact that we've, we've, there's, we've drifted so far from a healthy feeding of this primal part of us that people are unconsciously just grasping at anything that seems like it might fill that void. You've got, uh, race has become almost religious, and we're supposed to be post-racial almost, or, or striving to be post-racial. Uh, it seems like we're slowly coming full circle to the point where we're now back to full-on racial. You've got seg... Now they've like switched it, and it's like a positive segregation now. You've got schools and parks doing uh, black-only spaces for positive stuff now. Like, I get wanting to reconcile stuff, but this isn't the answer, at least not in my opinion. Uh, you're not going to fix racial injustice and, and discrimination with counter-racial injustice and discrimination. Uh, just doesn't work like that. That's like putting a fire out with another fire. Uh, you've got, and that, that gets to, the most extreme sides of it get to be religious. Uh, the same thing with politics nowadays. Everything is so, so partisan that it, you look at it and it's like, it is, it's getting to be religious. And for the hardcore Trump supporters, and don't get me wrong, like, I think Trump's a better option right now. Uh, do I think he should run next time? I'd rather see Alan DeSantis, or Alan West or Ron DeSantis run. Uh, love to see a Rand Paul run. Do I think Trump would be the next Hitler? No, uh, I don't. Th I think he'd still be better than Biden. Uh, certainly better than Kamala or Buttigieg, which is more likely. 
Um, but this the same thing applies to the Trump side. Is if you question Trump or you speak out against him, you're you're a heretic, uh, and it's just everywhere. You've got the whole gender identity push has has really become religious, uh, and if you dare speak or think against the religion, you're you're a heretic and and you're a pariah. Um. Eh. It just makes my heart hurt looking at society like this and, and realizing just what's going on. This is not a new concept. Uh, I, I mean, I was first introduced to the theory of it, and I've kind of expanded in my own mind as to where it's taken us. But uh, I was introduced through Jordan Peterson, the one and only, who shared it through Nietzsche, uh, the, the German philosopher. And, and the fundamental philosophy he put out was that the death of God I believe he was an atheist but uh, basically came to the conclusion that that Christian God uh, is a fairly well contained and constructed moral compass work where it the framework allowed it to, to be manageable from a social aspect whereas upon the death of God, or, or the, the turn away from this fundamentally sound structure, uh, you get it heading in a direction that is not sound, and will ultimately lead to chaos. Uh, especially when you form these religious-like perspectives around fallible people. Uh, it's much like Christianity, it was formed around somebody who was infallible. God, as we know him, is infallible, and through Jesus was also infallible. Uh, however, that is not who we are as as people. Now, when you have somebody founding a religion, basically, I look at Fauci, for example, when it, it kind of, I'm not going to attribute motive to him, he didn't start the religion, it kind of built him up in its place for him. But he is an absolutely imperfect person. Furthermore, he he's on record lying more times than he's told the truth. He's, he's a bad person in my, my perspective. But somebody like that, reigning that kind of power, even unintentionally, uh, the crown was clearly put on his head for him, uh, and he's accepted it. But you've got somebody who's not good and leading the masses. Same goes for gender identity. That whole cult side of it. Again, there's there's a whole bunch of middle ground for people to be where you're not a member of the church. You don't have to be a member of the church of gender. You don't have to be a member of the church of Fauci to be... I, I don't necessarily count everyone in that, uh, but certainly the far ends of it absolutely are a congregants of, of this nonsense. And it, it will eventually lead to chaos. It's without founding guidelines and boundaries and limits there there is no end it will self-destruct uh, you see that with the left on their own again I, I don't need to make this partisan the right does the same thing but you see that when you split it down political lines where they will always end up self-imploding left or right uh, right now we're in a very left world so i get great joy in watching the left basically eat itself uh, when when cancel culture comes for the left, and the the standards they use to tear down their opponents get turned around on them, 
Now, now that we can identify what's kind of happening, we need to identify why we need to know uh, and, and the importance of catching it and seeing it. Because no side is immune from it and no person is incapable of being captured by it. Uh, even myself, I, I've seen, I've had things that would borderline on, yeah, I'm getting too fanatical about this thing. Uh, again, I've, I've largely always been grounded in my faith, but that doesn't mean certain things can't cross or blur those lines. But in a world where we are ever more controlled, and, and not even intentionally, like you look at your phone, there's no one that owns a phone that isn't controlled by their phone, uh, or Facebook, or Instagram, social media in general, we are all controlled to certain levels. And there's problems with that, but there's less problem if you're aware of it. If it's a conscious trade-off, uh, much like somebody who uses their phone too much, at any given point we can say, hey, we're using this too much, I'm going to put it down. I'm going to take a break, I need to step away. And we're not we're not beholden to it to, to the to the ultimate ends, whereas when you get into religious ideology, and it starts shaping you and con- and forming your perspectives on the world, you can't quite unplug from that nearly as easy, and that's fine if if you've made a conscious choice to to follow a religious ideology, and it doesn't even have to be theological. Uh, you you're free to do whatever you want. As long as it doesn't actively hurt somebody else, I really don't care. Um, but if you don't understand what's happening or the, or the mechanisms that's actually ha- going on, then you're, you're just being led by your nose without you even knowing. Uh, so part of my ethos, my, my life motto, my, my structure is to not be beholden to be my own man. And to do that, you have to be self-aware and, and even self-aware of the things that are kind of subliminal, that are kind of under the surface. And in having these conversations, I hope to show other people that it's fine to believe this, it's fine to think this way, but don't let it get to the point where it is too much. It is controlling you or it is it is steering the ship with with no one really knowing what the maps pointed to and especially with covid you've got people that's again you use fear to to drum up and kind of shut down the critical thinking side of it uh it's the 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 mental tactics that have been exerted on our society for probably the last decade uh fear is an insane controlling device and it it bypasses the, the innate attempt to, to make sense of things and to tear, deconstruct, test, and look back at things. When, when you get into that fight-or-flight mode, you, you just it's so focused that you don't stop and think. And that's why you have to, you have to basically train yourself to get to the point where you do that subconsciously. You, do, you don't even have the shutdown disconnect. They, as soon as that's triggered, you're like, okay, whoa, whoa. we're going to stop and look at what's going on. I want to see what's what's affecting my choices. And if that's still a good choice after I've seen what the mechanics are. And as somebody who literally lives my life that way, uh, it 
it can definitely make you seem like you're cold or a sociopath. Uh, my ability to remove people from my life is kind of scary. Uh, I have a pretty rough childhood history. Uh, parents didn't exist. Uh, a lot of people were really flakes in my life. And I, I have gotten to the point where if you are exacting more out of me than you bring to the table, and it is a consistent one-way street, I've cut people out of my life that honestly probably shouldn't have, but I have no time or patience to, to be controlled or manipulated in, in any way. Uh, and, and welcome to the moral dilemma of 2022 now, uh, where control is just mounting and mounting. Uh, but again, if you're conscious, and, and that's such an important, important point to, to understand, it's so much better if you can at least know what's happening. And if you choose to participate still, that's fine. Just like the vaccines, you, you can understand what I'm saying and, and understand that it's turned into a bit of a religion, but you can still support the science and say, hey, I think for me it was it's a, the right choice. I'm going to do this. Fauci, you're you're batshit crazy. Uh, you're an egotistical sociopath. But the science I agree with. Okay, here I'm going to go do this. So it's I'm never here to change people's minds. I really don't care to. I just want to have conversations and meet in the middle and, and bring normal back because I don't want a society where everyone thinks like me. Again, going back to the Christian perspective, the twelve disciples were horribly different people. They they were not the same at all. If you got these twelve guys in a room before Jesus, somebody would have ended up dead. Uh, these, I we don't want a world where everyone thinks the same and everyone acts the same. We'll get nowhere. We'll spin our wheels forever. We need progress. We need balance. But people need to understand that that doesn't work their way either. We, we don't want one-sided for anyone. Uh, and far too many people, we've gotten this point where the division has been pushed, I, I would say intentionally, to the point where it's win or lose. It's, there's no compromise at this point. Otherwise, you've, you've lost and the enemy is taking over and they're going to do this, that, or the other. And the truth just isn't there. The, the middle is far more populous. There's far more people in the middle than there is on the sides, but we're living in a world where that that truth, that fact that people are more on the middle, that gets so numbed out and covered in noise that people almost forget that this is this is where society is. Uh, as we head into 2022, we're going to see we're going to actually tear into what's actually happening and how we can fix it, or at least on the on the individual level, what we're going to do about it. But part of getting to a healthy place in society is understanding where you're being manipulated, how you're being manipulated, and truly who's doing it and, and why. Uh, that's just as important as, as what and how. Now that we've covered kind of the, the structural stuff for kind of what we, we see is happening today. Uh, I, I want to divert a little bit 
towards, uh, not going to say conspiracy, but more of a, perhaps a motive, or a, a target, maybe. And I think, much like we've talked about before with, with communism and the, the real risks that we're in a slide in that direction, uh, we're, def- we're certainly living under tyranny right now. I don't care which way you swing it, but the question is, where does this slide end? Uh, I worry that the end of it is some form of, of communism or some level of authoritarianism. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't point to anything and say this is my proof. Uh, I just have a worry that this is the direction we're heading. Now, with that, we, we need to take our history into account and understand that traditionally, when, when communists take over and, and the uprising of that kind of leadership happens, uh, what are some of the, the warning signs? Traditionally, uh, it, governments and regimes that are coming through with communist or authoritarian motives or, or aspirations... Uh, one of the first things they they target is faith, is is religion. Uh, Much like in North Korea or China, where it is illegal in China to have a Bible, uh, the the Uyghur Muslims, as we've talked about in a previous episode, are in internment camps and re-education camps, as they call them, to literally torture the faith out of them. Ironically, generally suffering and torture has a, a concrete forming of faith. Uh, most faith is come to in the most trying times, uh, which is a little ironic that they put them through hell uh, trying to, to shake their faith, except that it's those times themselves where faith is not only the most important, but the, the most relevant it's the most sought after and found in, in trying times, which is probably why in today's society that's been so cushy, it's been so easy to walk away from faith. Is you, you haven't had to need faith because life's been so cushy. But nonetheless, they, they come after faith because your loyalty has to be to government. Uh, and if it's not, then it's a threat to the government. So if, if you have faith in, in God or, or in Allah, then you have a central figure that you're going to be more loyal to and in turn are a threat to, to power. You, you can't be controlled if your, your center, your, your loyalty is found outside of something they can influence. Now bringing that back to today and some of the warning signs I see, uh, you've got, <laughs> this is now the second Christmas in a row uh, where they are harshly, cracking down. Uh, they are telling people they can't gather with family. Uh, they they have drastically limited capacities in churches. Over the last two years, we've seen pastors jailed. Uh, again, you can disagree with some of their theology. They have a fundamental right to practice their faith, how they see it. Uh, as a Christian, I, I have a firm belief in the concept that we have a right to gather unrestricted unprohibited, period. I'm not saying people have to come to church to be Christian, but there might be people that want to. You, The government has no place saying how many people are allowed to come to church. I don't care. I don't care that we're in a quote-unquote pandemic. 
I just don't care. You can't tell me that somebody needing Christ, needing community, needing church, can't come because too many people showed up this week. That is fundamentally, abjectly horrible. It is. It goes against my beliefs and the theology in the Bible, plain and simple. I am not familiar with uh, the Muslim faith, but I would fight the same fight for them. They have a fundamental right to practice their faith as outlined in their theological values. And it doesn't seem like too, too many people are, are sticking their necks out, and that's fine. I, Like I said, I don't care. If, if you're too worried to go to church, that's fine. Online church is still church for you. It's just not the same for everyone. Uh, and I know personally in my in my circle, we lost a friend of, of mine and a friend of the family to suicide. Uh, he relapsed on drugs over the pandemic, couldn't go to church, couldn't go to his NA. He, he couldn't do any of the things that were fundamentally grounding in his sobriety. And he slipped and, and eventually OD'd. It was a horrific loss, and, and a loss to COVID nonetheless. But I look at all that's happened. I look at the fact that we've jailed pastors. I look at the fact that in London here, churches are being bribed to implement passports. Uh, and again, further drive segregation and isolation. Um, furthermore, in a theological sense, if you can get a church to, to bend to Caesar and to follow whatever decree they put out, then that church isn't a church of Christ. It is not following the Bible. You give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Your congregation is not Caesar's. Your body is not Caesar's. Uh, if you choose to do what you want, what you feel in your heart of hearts is, is best for you, that is your choice. But to, to mandate the churches and bribe them. Uh, we talked about Jesus flipping tables for the money changers. Man, if, if he could only be there now, uh, it's wild to see what's happening. But I look at it, and then I step back a bit, and I look at it from a wider view. And I cannot help but, but think that it seems to be a little more orchestrated, a little too set up. Uh, why is it, yet again, Christmas, we are being told we can't see family, we can't participate in a holy day, it, Fundamental. I'm not saying happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Uh, we celebrate Christ in this time, and that's fine. Uh, we just had Hanukkah. We celebrated Judeo traditions, uh, and we can. They have uh, other religions have have their ce celebrations. They don't have to water it down and say Happy Holidays when it's it's Ramadan. It, it's just Ramadan. I don't practice it, but it doesn't offend me that it's it's Ramadan. We didn't see any mass public campaigns to say, hey, don't gather for Ramadan. Uh, don't gather. We didn't even see mass campaigns to say, don't gather for Hanukkah. Uh, yet, here we are at Christmas. All of a sudden, it's a big concern. We don't want families to get together. And I, yeah, when you, when you zoom out and you look at the big picture and you understand that there is a religious aspect happening in today's world, again, by design or not, we don't know. I'm not going to, to apply anything without evidence. I'm just saying we know it's it's taken a form of religion. And then you pair that with the fact that it almost seems like an attack on at least Christianity right now uh, with 
churches being minimized and shut down and pastors jailed. Uh, we even saw out in Alberta, uh, Archer Pavlovsky, they attempted to force him to, to cons- compelled speech. Basically had to, to read out a disclaimer before he spoke. Uh, again, thankfully, that looks like it was struck down and will stay down. But nonetheless, the, the attempt was made. And as far as my stance on Christmas goes and, and gathering at this point, my place is open. Anyone want to come by for a, a beer or some Christmas dinner? I, I'm not turning anyone away. In fact, this Christmas more than any, uh, we are going to be welcoming in anyone who may not be welcome at their house. Uh, I don't care about your vaccination status. Uh, if you're sick, stay home. Good advice. I didn't... I'm not too worried, but if you're sick, stay home. That's always been good advice. And it is cold season, so be cautious. Uh, but no, I'm not. we're not living in fear, and I'm not turning anyone away. And, and like I said, this year specifically, we're, we're welcoming in more people than we normally would because so many people have nowhere to go, uh, whether they genuinely have nowhere to go or they're not welcome w- where they could go. Um... Unfortunately, it looks like my parents have made the choice not to participate, which is fine. That's that's their choice. I don't agree with it, but I have to honor it. Uh, but we're, we're at the point now where you don't need anyone's permission to not listen to the religious government at this point. Uh, it's it's just that simple. When it, when it comes to the fact that we're basically in competing religions at this point... Um, Stay true to yourself. Stay true to your, your beliefs and, and where you feel grounded. Uh, and you don't have to apologize for that. You don't have to apologize or justify yourself to anyone. It's, it's really that easy. So the goal is to be aware. And, and you don't have to agree with me. Uh, I can have some things wrong. That's, that's fine. But I want to impart onto you guys the, the tools to be self-aware and to understand when you may or may not be being manipulated uh, and when or when you may or may not be getting the whole truth or where there might be motives at play that you may not recognize. Because honestly, at least on an individual level, uh, truly embracing your yourself and, and your God-given freedom starts with being aware of how people influence you. And and from that, you can make a, a way more educated choice on, on how you handle that. Much like ad blocker or uh, understanding tracking on your phone. Uh, you can be aware of it and certain times it works. Hey, like if I want to get a sale on, say I'm getting winter boots, fine, I'll leave my ads open and if you want to send me coupons, that's cool. Uh, but I have the awareness of how that works and what's happening that I can disconnect from that anytime it doesn't serve me, anytime it is not beneficial or helpful. And that that is, to me, how you navigate this wild and crazy world we're living in to the best advantage you can. Because, uh, again, it, it might not always be disadvantageful to... or a, it might not always be a disadvantage to play sometimes within that system but but being aware of how it works and what's happening on a, on a more 
macro scale allows you to navigate that system on your own terms. So you're not being led, you're walking side by side with, say, society. And that is truly one of the foundational structures on, on how to start living your really your best life and, and to be the most in control of your situation as possible. Understanding you don't get to control everything, but you can be aware of everything. Anyway, with that, I hope I've given you some hope. I, I don't really have any good news. We, the next episode's actually going to be pretty pretty darn heavy. Uh, I don't have a lot of good news to share today, but hopefully I've given some tools to be more self-aware and to, to benefit within our systems and to help get that next step forward or even just kind of play ballet around the nonsense. So this is coming out. This will probably be my last episode before Christmas. So with that, I wish you all a wonderful Merry Christmas. Hold your loved ones tight. Reach out. Spread some joy. Be the light in someone's world because there's so much darn darkness right now. Be the light. Offer some kindness. Just be a good person. Stay well. Have a blessed Christmas. And don't forget to pay the fee. If you got something out of our message today, you enjoyed it, share this one. This one is special and near to me. It, it, we started touching on, on topics that I've been developing on my own for quite some time. And really can help shape people's perception. So please pay the fee if you enjoyed it. Send it to a friend. Share it with somebody who may not think like you. Who needs to have a little middle ground. Till then, stay free everyone.
Come and fly away with me. Come, come, come and fly away with me.